0: Every successful democracy is founded on a paradox – that everybody accepts that nobody is going to get everything they want. However, because some people are greedy and or unscrupulous, and there is, just arguably, a disproportionate tendency among people of that cohort to pursue a life in politics, safeguards need to be erected. Key among these is an independent judiciary. Judges who will interpret and apply the law and constitution up to and including overruling the will of the government of the day. The politician who complains that judges are thwarting them is merely confirming that the judges are doing their job. The crucial importance of an independent judiciary was invoked this week by the present leader of a republic founded by people who thought long and hard about this. US President Joe Biden relayed via the unorthodox route of Thomas Friedman's dreadful column in the New York Times the following. The genius of American democracy and Israeli democracy is that they are both built on strong institutions, on checks and balances, on an independent judiciary. Building consensus for fundamental changes is really important to ensure that the people buy into them so they can be sustained. This is an extraordinary intervention by Biden. One struggles to recall in the last half century or so quite so flagrant a public rebuke of an Israeli prime minister by a US president. In making it, Biden has placed himself firmly on the side of those Israelis who have been demonstrating in ever-larger numbers against, to borrow Biden's phrase, fundamental changes to Israel's judiciary, being proposed by Israel's recently restored prime minister, Benjamin Netanyahu. This past Monday, the crowds were estimated at north of 100,000 people, quite the turnout in a country with a population of just over 9 million. These are the crucial days for Israel's future and Israel's identity, whether it's going to be a democracy or a fascist regime. Netanyahu's proposed reforms would end the current system whereby judges are appointed by an independent committee and award that control to the Knesset, Israel's parliament. Netanyahu also wants the Knesset to have the power to overturn Supreme Court decisions it finds disagreeable, as opposed to the current settlement whereby the Supreme Court can overturn laws passed by the Knesset. Netanyahu's pitch is that it is essentially undemocratic for the elected parliament to have to submit to appointed judges. Among Netanyahu's many flaws of character, stupidity is not to be found. He cannot possibly believe this. Indeed, he doesn't, or at least he didn't in 2012, when he said the following during one of his previous stints as prime minister. I believe that a strong independent court allows for the existence of all other institutions in a democracy. I ask that you show me one dictatorship, one undemocratic society, where a strong independent court system exists. There's no such thing. In places with no strong and independent court system, rights cannot be protected. Well, quite and much the more so in a country such as Israel, whose parliament has no upper chamber charged with reviewing the decisions of the People's Assembly nor written constitution. And 2012, Netanyahu has on his side, 2023, Israeli Attorney General Gali Baharav Miara, who thinks Netanyahu's reforms would, quote, "...fundamentally change the democratic nature of the state's governance," unquote. And 2003 Israeli President Isaac Herzog, who fretted in an astonishing address to the nation last Sunday that the Prime Minister had placed Israel on the brink of constitutional and social collapse. Also not among Benjamin Netanyahu's many flaws of character is a lack of regard for the country he leads. As a younger man serving with the sire at Matkal, roughly Israel's special forces equivalent of the UK's SAS, he risked his neck for it on several occasions. The reasonable listener may therefore wonder why he is wanging his sledgehammer at its foundations with quite such reckless abandon. It is partly just politics... Netanyahu commands a slender majority in the current Knesset, and his coalition is substantially comprised of ultra-nationalist far-right kooks who are unkeen on being told, by judges or anyone else, that they cannot do as they please. And it is partly self-preservation on Netanyahu's part. Israel has faults, to be sure, but a toothless, pliant judiciary has never been among them. Israeli courts have on several occasions been commendably unimpressed by the CV of the defendant. Ehud Olmert, who was Prime Minister from 2006 to 2009, later spent 16 months in prison for fraud. Moshi Katsav, who was President from 2000 to 2007, got five years for rape and obstruction of justice. And very possibly not coincidentally to the current brouhaha, Netanyahu is still on the hook on corruption charges, which could yet mean that the next volume of his memoirs takes the form of a prison diary. It is possible that Netanyahu is doing that thing of staking out an extreme position only to retreat to where he wanted to be anyway and claiming credit for the compromise. It has to be hoped so. As well as risking Israel's democratic stature and the economic prosperity it has permitted, Netanyahu is taking startling liberties with Israel's security. Israel, very often historically in the person of Benjamin Netanyahu, is fond of fortifying its position on the moral high ground by claiming to be a democratic bastion amid the tyrannies of the region. That becomes a harder claim to make when you have less in common with Joe Biden than you do with Viktor Orban or Vladimir Putin. For Monocle24, I'm Andrew Muller.